This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Exam results are in, so what now? Today, we look at what to do next. Is university the best option for you? And what if you didn't get the results that you were hoping for? Sapna Shangivrani, a senior phase leader and career guidance counsellor at Dubai Scholars, is here to take us through this exciting new phase of life. Plus... The summer is almost over and it is time to get the kids ready to get back to school. Suzanne Rodericks, Head of Early Years, is back to give us the best strategies to do it. That's all next right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Right now, your child might be at a crossroads after receiving their exam results, wondering, where do I go to next? After year 12 or year 13, what happens now? Is it the next logical step university or is there something else? Here to take us through it, we've got today Sapna Shangrani and Suzanne Rodericks. Hello, lovely ladies. Hello. So good to have you with us. Now, uh, let's start from here. We are all parents sitting at the table today and we're all kind of freaking out separately (laughs) (laughs) about, you know, different stages of of school. Um, You know, a lot of students uh, just last week received their results uh, for uh, their A-levels, for GCSEs, all sorts of things are going on. GCSEs is later, is that right? Yes. Someone's looking at me going, that's that's (laughs) happening. I'm like, (laughs) see, see, even my head, because I come from the Australian curriculum, it's all very straightforward. We don't have all of that. So... We could take us through that because there's lots of mixed reactions, you know, around this, particularly the A-levels. It's, it's been said to have been uh, now one of the hardest ever. And some people are asking yes. for exams to be uh, remarked as well. So uh, let's kind of get to that point there when you receive your results. What's going on at the moment, Sapna? First of all, uh, thank you, Sally. Thank you for inviting us here. Congratulations to all the students of A-Levels who have appeared. Yes, uh, yes uh, there have been uh, disappointments and no doubts in that. But does do those disappointments uh, come as a surprise? They don't. Mm. They actually don't. Because uh, it's not an exam that you crack overnight. It has. It is a process. It's. It's been the entire year. Uh, somewhere deep down, you knew that. Uh, you might not have seen it coming, but it was there. And it is very important that you have uh, good reflection points at this point. Mm. Because you need to revisit. You need to go back and check uh, what your teachers have to say. How you have? How did you fare with your exams? How were your results at your mocks? So it's very important that you do a lot of reflection at this point, uh, because um, do not take this as an uh, as as a failure, because this is a turning point. Mm. And if you even plan to take a reset for your exams, so you should ask the right questions. And what those questions could be is uh, what were your work habits? Uh, how did you approach your studies? What happened to your to you when you were writing the exam? Uh, 
Because th- there's a whole mindset yeah, exactly. that and goes into that. You yes, can have some I, students who do you know, really well yes. uh, throughout the year, but then they kind of they crack under the pressure of exams and th- their result is nothing like you know, what they were getting before maybe. Right. And we're talking about 17, 18-year-old young adults. Mm. Uh, I don't like to use the word distractions. It's about exploring life. It's experimenting. They have a lot more to do and they are excited. They want to do many things. And uh, this age is such which brings them to uh, a lot of uh, attractive uh, temptations. And, and that's absolutely right in that they might lose focus at times. Mm. So it's very important that they have a very good support system. Right. And that support system is all about parents, counselors, teachers, your school, your peers. So it's very important to build that support system. And how does the support system get built up is by awareness. A lot of uh, parents are not aware um, knowledge is power. They need to understand that GCSEs were different. A-levels have um, um, are more complex. They need, uh, our parents need to understand that. Mm-hmm. They need to understand that the growing child uh, will need some time, will need uh, more um, support in terms of skills like time management yes. because time is a big constraint they have many things to do they have a community outreach program mm. they have other extracurricular activities so you need to sit with them understand them and be empathetic because it's very important that you've been their shoes we uh, let's accept accept it we've all been there but it was different when in at our times and it's completely different now Suzanne you know the, um is talking about having the support system and being empathetic but i feel like sometimes the support system can be the pressure system as well when parents put a, a lot yes. of pressure on their kids so yes. so talk to me about what you think about that well my son's just received uh, one set of results uh, A-levels yes. and um, needless to say well f- some of the papers went the way he thought they would and his projected scores but there were a couple that didn't now I think that was my biggest test and my husband's biggest test as mum and dad of our own growth mindset of our own positive parenting I mean we talk about it you know you're a professional you say this to other parents but honestly that evening when we got the results and we saw our son's face and we saw the look of complete disbelief that hit him. Um, that's hard for us as parents. And I think we've got to dig down deep. We've got to be able to understand that we have to be there for our kids. Mm. We have to uh, not throw up the panic towel um, and understand that no matter how much we're there, these are still things that he's going to go through on his own and we can just help him understand the crossroads that he's at because we are not in his shoes. Right. We're just up to it, up to a point. Mm. But these are the these are very critical and vital for his next step. Yeah. So sit down, have discussions. That's what we did. My first question to my son was, have you told your friends? And he said, yeah, mom, I was with them before I met you. And I said, and what did they say? And they said, OK, OK, cool, dude. What are you going to do now? And I love that. They didn't ponder on the whys too much. What, what did you do wrong? What did you get wrong? And, oh, yeah, and nothing. Why did you it get was it like, wrong? okay, what next, boss? What's next? Right. And I love that. And I think as parents, we picked up from his friends. We yeah. went with, okay, sweetie, what next? We forget that actually, 
young people and kids are super yes. resilient. Yes. And they are made actually yes. when they fall down to get straight yes. back up. And yes. somehow we lose that as adults. Yes. And as we grow, we forget that and we yeah. lose that, don't I th- we? I, I think we, we forget that, Sally, because we faced failure, heaps of it. There are those of us who've been able to come back up, brush the seat off our pants and stand up again. And there are those of us, and we've seen those around us also, who aren't able to. And I think it's that fear of having your child not be able to do it mm. that makes us even more apprehensive. Exactly. We think, oh my gosh, you know, this absolutely. is the be all and end all, but actually it's not, is it, Sapna? No, absolutely not. It is, in fact, giving you an another opportunity to enlighten yeah. yourself and come out with a determined vision version of yourself. Yes. Mm. You, you you have to give them the due you have to wait you have to be patient you have to understand and eventually they will get there it's 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 all about you at that point of time of how you are reacting to a particular situation and uh, again what are your next steps that's very important yeah that how you look back and your reflections again your time scales your workloads uh, your uh, basically uh, the need to have the right skilled advisors mm-hmm. who can help you through this yeah. And that's very important. Yeah, yeah. we're going to come back in just a moment uh, with Sapna and Suzanne. And we're going to talk about, you know, what to do next yes. in terms of uh, getting that support network around you, including friends, including family, making sure that we as parents don't freak out. It is not the end of the world. Uh, and what to do maybe if, uh, if that mark isn't uh, quite what you wanted. What other options uh, are there out there? There is uh, so much more to come right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Yeah, we're talking about uh, what happens next uh, after you get your results. And, and maybe they're not quite uh, what you were after. Um, Sapna, it, you know, in, at this stage... Uh, when we're looking at things like uh, A-levels, for those who have just uh, sat there, we, we've heard reports in the news that these are the hardest ever uh, that we've ever seen. And now there are some who are asking for their papers to be remarked. When is that a good idea? Because you could be just delusional and thinking, oh, well, I, yeah. I should have done better. Yeah. As I said, it's not a surprise to them. But yes, you can always get your papers remarked. That's that's an option you have. Mm. But uh, whether to reset your exam or not, that's a decision you need to take only after your reflection points. Because you need to go back and revisit all your mock papers, all your discussions with teachers, and how you, what is the next move, next best step forward. Because uh, you need to actually call up your university and check with them that the course or the uh, the program you're going to get into will that program uh, be okay if you have your grades uh, changed and what is the target grade you're setting next so those things are very very important that you need to keep in mind and I would like to also go back a little bit and say that um, uh, because you are in a stage where you're exploring yourself and you're understanding and you have a vision that five years down the line, I'm going to be this or I'm going to be that. Mm. So you need to start your counseling early. And that starts in right in year nine. Year nine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's important when you select subjects, especially with um, IGCSE, you you have to be very, I won't say uh, a 13-year-old will be very sure of what they're going to do five years down exactly. the line. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's difficult. But then uh, you need to 
keep counseling you need to keep going through that road where you know that when you are in a, your a levels you actually have a plan b also you yourself you're a career counselor i mean you know what kind of uh, questions are you posing to the student at this stage you know what what should they start thinking about See, first and foremost, what I tell my students is they need to do a lot of research. They need to identify. They need to expand their network. Yeah. They need to get in touch with alumni. They need because no matter how good we are as teachers and counselors, it is those those students on ground that they can actually give you uh, the right information and they can help you. They can and what the peers can do, the teachers can't do. Let's accept that mm-hmm. they're they're very influential. So what I feel is that they need to expand. Their network they need to meet people of the same profiles they need to understand the industry better they need to get in touch with folks who are uh, well versed with that particular career uh, they are pursuing that career at that point of time uh, they need to read up a lot uh, they need to even get in for some psychometric testing that's interesting but i wouldn't base it completely on that but about a 40 50% of that will give you a heads up Uh, and to move forward from there mm-hmm. so it's very important that all this is the awareness starts building up right from year 9 do you see uh, both you know Suzanne and and Sapna the um kind of students looking at degrees before they look at what do they actually want at the very end um like kind of working backwards rather than looking okay the next step is a degree actually the next step should be me looking at you know what is the job that i'm aiming yes, for here i i agree um i think that's what we've done with our son i'm going to talk as a mom now more yeah. than uh, you know because sapna you're the one that deals with the older kids really in school but um i think with us it was always about trying to discover with my son what he wanted to do with his life not to say that's not going to change that's going to change we all have there are going to be crossroads at every point but there might be a pull of a certain area of work you might find more passion you might find more interest you might find more curiosity and you know even if they're on their devices try and look at what they're really looking at in those devices mm. what are they spending heaps of time doing is it out being out with the oceans is it is it uh, is it net surfing on forests and animals is it about cooking is it about machines somewhere you're going to get a hint as to what your child's really passionate about and then i agree with sapna have um for me choice of subjects is always about having a smorgasbord have many little things that could dovetail one into the other because it's very hard to choose what you want to do at age 14 at age 13 oh my gosh i wanted to be a truck driver at age 13 i wanted those big big bad trucks on the roads of new york or england um, you did i did you did i no i didn't i wanted to <laughs> and you know have the boom boom going on and <laughs> like imagining you in a truck now <laughs> i'd love it i think i'm compensating for 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 size or something but it changes for kids yeah. and the more eclectic your program is the better it is at this stage because you have more choices exactly give you yourself the the time and the space to kind of yes. you know explore and to think yeah. yes it's important that you prepare them for the outer world mm. that's what the high school years actually do are for yeah yeah so it is not and it is a lot to do about with motivation mm. you need to motivate your child you need to uh, the schools understand that better now at least our school we have programs where uh, we make the children think we we uh, we help them understand 
understand that there are there is yeah. more to life and you need to be a survivor there by giving them opportunities because that is something which is really important giving them a platform to explore unless and until schools do not take those kind of um, uh, actions and you know give that kind of freedom to our children it's very difficult to get the best out of them yeah and i'd like to add to that sapna yeah. and i think that's where i mean we've you and i've had so many conversations about internship right. and work experience Absolutely. because until a, a a person any person especially the younger person actually puts their hands into something that they think they're passionate about they're not going to really be able to test it with themselves and understand whether that's really something they would like to be with so summertime post summertime weekends even if your your grades aren't good enough or what you didn't imagine you know you'd get it doesn't matter because those experiences will add to your learning and they've got to keep doing these things so if you think you're really passionate about food and hospitality and food industry is what you want to do well keep experimenting with it go out there work a little bit get your summer experience get your winter experience i think that will yeah, help yeah and during our school hours as well yes it's it's you know you give them opportunities to um, organize an event and yes. they'll do a better job than you and me yeah they exactly. they they have those skills which we can only think about but they actually do it on ground they they negotiate they market they publicize they they do everything under the sun and it's it's surprising to see that most of our activities at least for our school i can say that they are all uh, yeah. organized yeah. governed and celebrated by the students Because so. that's the thing, you know, uh, it, it doesn't mean, okay, you've done exams. It doesn't mean that that's the end oh, no. uh, of anything. I, I feel like as well, you know, having spoken to to entrepreneurs, to business leaders as well, when uh, they talk about young people, because yes. at the end of the day, you know, th- that young person needs to go out there and get a job yes. or start something for themselves. And, you know, from what they talk about, um, actually, it's not really marks that, so much no. it's actually initiative yes. right that they get excited right. about yes. in a young person yes. right Correct. yes absolutely and you'll find that uh, like i said uh, listen to what your kids saying mm. watch what your kids doing uh, watch what your kids watching and also when they're not talking deeply observe them you'll have an answer they're giving you the signals it's about us picking them up and not trying to make them fit into our molds and and also um you know taking that time like you said talking about uh, internships yes, as well yes. get yourself out there it doesn't matter what what your yeah, mark what was. you learn on site is is huge. different it's huge it's and and it's travel i mean i think travel is also another source of learning i think our children should uh, you know we should give them opportunities for excursions for moving out doing a lot of community service because they should feel it's not only that it should be a part of your portfolio or your resume that you've worked for a place but why Yes. The, the big question yes. why you need to ask that and they will only answer it when they are over there on the site and they can so, only find their why if they try different things and they get out there yes. and you know get a feel for it and and it's an achievement Yes. Really, really, yes, getting out there at that age is actually an, an achievement in and of itself, and, yes. and it's a totally different taste. School is so safe and so small, and so it's a very small world. 
when you get out into the big world and and just you know start Absolutely. with anything yeah the it schools, can be a big thing the schools the parents they all need to take risk now they they need to take that risk they need to empower their children it's very important uh, because they are this generation is like a wow generation it's it's a wonder generation you need to believe in them uh, they have lovely ideas they have uh, the best of technology at the fingertips it's we who guide them how to make the sense out of it yeah. so uh, i would always uh, categorize i always use this that it's a confused generation because there are a lot of avenues for them but how do you take the use out of the confuse mm. is very very important i love that so, i love yeah. that you call them the wow generation yeah. uh, we are uh, talking all things education there are some who have just gotten uh, exam results and there are those who are about to go back to school we're going to be uh, talking about how to uh, reduce some of that anxiety Yes, that comes yes. with getting back into school. That's next right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Uh, talking about being nervous, I know we just heard uh, Sean Mendes there and nervous, uh, but there are a lot of parents. Oh, yes. And kids who were very nervous about going back to school. And we were just chatting a little bit in the break, uh, Suzanne. Uh, and it, it's <laughs> interesting. We think, sometimes we think, because you're head of early years. Yes. And, and we think of the, the younger ones, you know, who are going into reception or kindy or whatever it is. Uh, and the anxiety that they can feel. Well, actually, maybe it's not the kids all the time. Sally, you're so right. It it usually isn't. I mean, we've got tears. We've got puke. We've got hankies. We've got napkins. We've got pampers. But you know what? Hey, it's not always the kids. It's the mums <laughs> and the dads. We've got mums and dads that hide behind pillars. We've got mums and dads stuck like little cats to a window of their child's door. But I understand it. I mean, many years ago, my son entered school and he was a crier. So I kind of get it. I think one of the first things we've got to do is calm down. And um, the parents. We're talking yeah, about the, the parents. Because remember, parents. Yes. Uh, yes. And I'm I'm saying that as somebody. I I need this advice yes. before anybody else. Yes. It's about you first. Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Our children feed off the anxiety. Our children feed off fear. And somewhere, if we're projecting it, like another thing that some of us do is, um, oh, you know what? You've been a bad little girl, and I'm going to tell teacher about it. You know what? If you're not very good, I'm going to send you to school. Mm. And um, those kind of threats really don't work. Because Watch your it's actually, language. Yes, yeah. because you're working against the school now. And you're actually creating the school out to be this big bad monster and maybe teachers to be big bad monsters. I feel bad for my teachers, just like I feel bad for pediatricians because we kind of do the same thing with pediatricians and say, you know, if you're a bad girl, I'm going to take you to the doctor yeah. for some yeah, yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So parents, we need to calm down. We need to breathe. We need to remember that we chose the school because we believe that that school was the best for us and that the teachers over there, no matter how young they are, can actually be surrogate mums and dads 
for our kids, and mm. that's that's very important. They're trained in this. Yes, they're you trained. You know, they know what they're doing, and we have yes. to trust that. Yes. yes, trust. It can feel really difficult because it's yes. like you're no, you're most precious. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and they're so little still. Tiny. They're like four, they're five, and it yeah. can be really difficult. Three. We deal with three-year-olds, so it's hard. I mean, I've, I've personally rocked, yes, last year, I rocked two babies to sleep in a little corner of a classroom. I haven't done that since my son was that age and that's many years ago three but year olds three year olds oh it's so sweet so we rocked them to babe to, to sleep you know on a little pillow because they were they they needed it so we just go with the flow you know we, we become mums and so it's fine it's fine and there was something that i i tell all parents a little story and something that i encourage parents to do put in that one little thing that makes you part of your child in his class or her class mm. so a little snap of you hung around a little chain or yeah. along the lanyard which is what I did with my son and I wrote mummy's with you and on the other side he had daddy's picture and it was daddy's with you and I remember he used to clutch it to his chest to feel happy about it you know just just knowing that he was in a new place but mum and dad were with him that and is he, so sweet I love that idea so much yeah, yeah. It, the Tiny little things that we can do for our kids. Get get them to come and have a feel of the school before school starts. Get them to come in and look at all the toys and, you know, circle time. Have teddy bear time at home. Put all the toys around you, whether it's Batman, Superman, teddy bear, whatever Barbie, whatever it is. And talk with your, your toys about school. Um, prepare them. Role play. Yeah, role play it. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, it can be a, a little bit difficult because they're going into that different environment where, um, you know, suddenly there, there's a there's a board in front of you and, and there are uh, books and a teacher and whatever. And then there's routine. Oh, yeah. So in terms of getting little kids, we are going to come to the older kids. We're not going to yeah. uh, forget about them. That's really important because they have to prepare for yes. back to school too. But for the little ones, so in terms of because, you know, if you've had eight weeks of summer holidays, Holidays. There is no routine. It's amazing. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> but suddenly, uh, so should you in the weeks leading up yes. to going back, re-establish a yes. routine? What do we need to do there? We have got to start right now because we've barely got a week left. And uh, this is the time when you're going to get back into your routine. Sleep time is very, very important. So slowly every day, start clocking back that sleep time so that you're coming back to those eight hours that starts perhaps much earlier than where it is right now. You can't expect that to happen overnight. It's not going to happen. It won't happen for you. It's not going to happen for your kids and that's going to lead to stress. It takes the body time Absolutely. to get to a, a new Absolutely. body clock. Seven to ten days is yeah. what is, requ is required. So you know what? Start it right now. Um, some of us have had our kids at home for a lot of time. They're not been going out because of the weather. Well, start with a little bit of exercise every day so that they tire themselves out. Mm. Honestly, I think we we can't just pop a child into bed if they're not tired. Yeah, you know, <laughs> because they're exactly. gonna be yeah they're not gonna sleep and they're gonna make your life miserable. So get them out there to do a little bit of outdoorsy stuff mm. or indoorsy stuff that's more physical in nature, which tires them out. So they're kind of ready for bedtime. Um, there are these three books that I've asked my parents to read because we have a back to school orientation actually in the month of June. Okay. So we prepare our parents 
way, way back. back, just before the summer holiday kicks in. And there are these three books that I picked up this year from the internet. It's called, one of them is Lama Lama Mrs. Mama and I'm Way Too Young for Preschool. These are great books to start reading at bedtime to your kids to get them back into what school's going to be like. You are going to miss mommy and daddy, but it's all going to be fine. Because that's what I, I was going to ask you about as well. You know, uh, talking to your kids uh, about what's going to yes. come up and get them excited yes. the, about what's coming yes. up in school. Yes, we actually have um, have a goodbye plan. So you've got to talk to your child about the goodbye plan so that they know when mommy says bye at the gate, there's a whole plan of action before she's going to come back and pick you up or dad. Or That's whoever important. Yeah. Do you know what happened to me with my eldest? She's 13 now, but she was um, she was three at the time when she started uh, nursery or preschool. Right. <clears throat> and, um, and then... She was so excited about it. We had always read to her. She was excited because it was a space where she would learn more and everything. She goes in the entire first week without looking back at us even and is loving it. And then I get a call a week later saying, your daughter cannot stop crying. Please come and get her. And that's when the anxiety hit her, which I thought was really weird. But that's when she realized, like, suddenly she was like, wait a minute, my mom's not here and... Can, it d- can that happen? Of course it can. You know, it's it's about getting a child. Just imagine you're playing with a new toy. You know, for the first few minutes, you're really into your new toy. And suddenly you look around you and you say, hey, where's my old toy? I miss, I miss my old teddy. And the same thing happens with mums and dads and little babies in school. Okay, there are nice new people over, people over here. You've got balloons. You've got your yes. crayons. You've got messy paint. But suddenly after three or four days, you're like... Mom's not here with me. I want her to be part of this. So it can happen. Well, that's reality. Wears off. Yeah. yeah. I just want to add something over here. I think it's an advice to all parents. Stop expecting a lot from three-year-old <laughs> and four-year-old. Please. 100%. I mean, they will not be at the best of themselves. It's okay for them to be what they are. They're the small babies at the yes. end of the day. You know, when you set your child out, you want your child to be behaving well, to be eating well, to be, you know, all no. clean and nice. And But it won't be that. he For the for the child to adjust yeah. in a new surrounding, give them time. And 100%. I would say, it, I, I, in the same context, I would say for a 14-year-old, Yes. Also, they hold that. Uh, yeah, because we're going to come back in just a moment <laughs> sure. and talk about the older ones coming. Oh back yes, absolutely, <laughs> and what we need for yeah. that. Lots more to come here on Life Beats. This is Pulse ninety five. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. Oh, we're having a fabulous morning with uh, these two ladies. I've got with me Suzanne and Sapna, both uh, from Dubai Scholars. And we're talking about going back to school. Sapna, I had to stop you in the last (laughs) segment before going to break uh, because uh, we were talking about, you know, the young kids. And you brought up an amazing point about just chill out, you know, and just don't have crazy, ridiculous expectations of your little ones. But also, you know, the older ones are going back to school and there's a whole different kind of anxiety that's going there for them, right? Absolutely. It's And uh, here, 
I would uh, still maintain the same context. Expectations are high all the time from parents, and I, and I don't blame them. I'm a parent myself. That's my first identity, and mm-hmm. my child is in year eleven now. Oh, it's a big year, eleven year. It's a board exam. Oh my God, the the pressure is mounting up yeah. everywhere. I see my pair, other colleagues, and other parents talking about it. That it is every year is a challenge. Yeah. Every year is different. Uh, they're more interested now that what kind of teachers are we going to get? Are yes. we going to get very experienced teachers? <laughs> are there going to be new teachers and come, come on give a break yeah. understand that let children this is the first time they're being a teenager yeah let them explore and experiment life the way you are experimenting life because you are the first time being a parent of a teenager mm. of a different child maybe but then every child is unique and a different experience yeah so if there are hardships if there are struggles if there is for example if there's bullying let them sort it out there are people there are uh, ways how it can be handled mm-hmm. you need to be again a very strong support system when they come back home and you be a good listener yeah but yeah. at the same time you need to give empower them and allow them to solve their own problems because that's again a skill which a parent yeah. teaches much more than what a school can teach yes because the more you interfere the more you have a say all the time that that doesn't allow the child to have any kind of independent thinking that is so important so, so and and, I, and you're right about that you know i think as parents you know we are, are scared of of uh, whatever might be going on for the kids at school and i think the anxiety for us as parents in that regard uh, is kind of increased because at that age when they're teenagers 13 14 15 even 12 sometimes they don't want to talk about what's going on in school yep. yes, like they, they get into the car yep yeah and and you're like how was school what happened who's your teacher who are your friends what's going and like you expect them to tell you everything and they they're like yeah. i'm just really tired yeah. and i just want to chill yeah. i don't want to talk absolutely yeah. and the parents are so inquisitive i mean they would really actually want a, a cctv camera which is relayed <laughs> back home and then you have everything which is going on live and they can see everything but trust me once they start seeing it they'll not believe it so <laughs> i would advise not to even think on those lines. uh let them explore let them allow them to be what they are mm. uh, they actually are more matured than you uh, on certain occasions when they want to have their professional life and personal life separate well yeah it's it's not important to know everything what's happening in your child's life you don't become a better parent by doing that i mean it's just like us when we yes. come home from work the last thing we want to talk about is work absolutely yeah I think I've gone so used to my son's fine. The word fine. How are you sweetie? Fine. What happened in school today? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> And I think I've heard that for around 13 years of his life in school. So, uh yeah, it is it is like that. But at the same time, if you feel that something's not fine, just keep observing. Exactly. Keep, so, yeah. how do you know the difference then? You know, in your uh, opinions and and experience, How do you kind of know the difference as a parent? Yeah. I think one of the first cues that I pick up on when and if something's not really fine with my 17-year-old is changes in routines is um changes in uh the the normal or the usual uh, persona personality when he comes back home. 
you know, uh, a slight drag in the step, uh, a fine that is, sounds fine, but isn't really the same way that he has been saying the word. Mm-hmm. And and those are the little tiny cues. It's the non-verbals that I pick up on, really. Uh, the slumping down in the sofa, the standing out and looking out, maybe uh, through a window, a little bit more often than just gazing at the sea because he loves it. Yeah. So it's the non-verbals and then from there dovetail into... Do you want to talk? I might change my routine round for him because he needs perhaps to see me a little bit more as non-invasive but around like your favorite sofa that you need to come back to at some point. I also notice a change in his need to come into our room just to sit before he goes to bed. You know, we've long stopped going into his room and saying, good night, darling. But if he's hanging around, then I know that there's something that he needs to speak with me about. And I think those are cues that we as parents need to pick up on. Body language is very powerful. And at that age, you need to you need to get that right. Um, And there's also that, you know, your child. Yeah, it's just that you have to wear a different hat while you are uh, you're going through the entire I mean are you thinking more are you overthinking are you overreacting these are the questions you need to ask yourself and then calm down Uh, they all have some support system uh, in school as well Mm. if you want to check out with them do check out with them Uh, you have your own ways Uh, you don't need to have a spy for your child but at the same time you have folks around who would give you some information take cues from there you don't need to be a nag and ask people all the time that will make your child insecure but at the same time you need to be aware and uh, be more with your child it's not about quantity it's about quality time Mm -hmm. and uh, you come to know your child especially uh, during holidays because you spend more time with them mm. there and that's a phase which because you see the transition year after year every year the child is changing they uh, there's a there's a physiological change there's a, a psychological change and the kind of peers the, the, the peer pressure is huge so what kind of peers they have and how they're interacting with are you aware of who uh, he's interacting with or she's interacting with all these things are important mm. their interests I think that's very important that you are uh, in sync with their interests and their choice of living. So um, there is something which they like and you want to do it with them. Yeah. You know, uh, know, I'd like to talk about uh, when when we moved and we shifted countries and he was a teenager when he got to his new school. I think I was so far more anxious than he was because for the whole two terms, first two terms, I was just worried. But I said, I won't go. I won't go to school. I won't make a big deal out of it. And it was in the second term when I actually met some of his teachers. They didn't know who I was because they had just about come in and started teaching him themselves. And they said, are you so-and-so's mom? And I was like, yes. And I looked at them expecting them to give me horror stories about how he's so upset and he still hasn't he still feels like an alien but you know what on the other hand Sapna I do agree talk to the school because they gave me a very different picture they told me that he was the coolest kid in school they said that he was mature so suddenly my anxiety as a mom uh, just vanished and I was so surprised and that was a learning for me that's so important because yes. you know people are often moving in and out yes, yes. they might be moving in and out of the uae yes, or schools yes, you yes. know moving between schools as well so keeping in touch with that school keeping yeah. in touch with the teacher but not to the point where you're a hovering helicopter parent yeah 
but certainly just to calm yourself down once in a while i th- i thought i was one term too late yeah yeah it's such important advice i'm loving everything that you ladies have been talking about i want to get uh, your last bit of advice you know for the students but also for the parents too going yeah. into the brand new school year suzanne well one thing is a, a little bit about you know your middle school child your yes. your primary child now um get them involved with you you know you've got to you, your child's got to own his new school your child's got to own his new class so packing up should be with them uh he should be involved in that setting a new route for a school if you're if it's a new school uh finding out a new map route to get to school should be part of his or her job too um getting things ready for school the menu that has to go in for break time every day if you if you're not a type of parent who wants always school food but you want your own well getting them to select their menus uh being part of that decision making is very very important for the growing uh person it makes them own their decision it makes them understand that they're part of it and it's not always your decision only So I love that's it. what Sapna? I like to say. Yeah. Oh, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So take <laughs> life uh, easy. Uh, be a role model for your child. And mm. how do you do that? Just be yourself. I love that's, it. That's 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 very very important. You don't need to be an excellent parent because let your child understand that you are also experimenting being a parent. Yes. So yes. so it's we it, don't it's, it's absolutely right, fine. Sure. You can go wrong. You can make mistakes and let your child know about it. You don't need to be uh, a superwoman all the time or a supermom all the yes. time. Yes. Uh, it, and admit when you're wrong. This is a big one. Yes. I, I yeah, I'm learning that too. Admit when you're wrong with your kids. Yes. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, because then that's what they learn. We're going to have you back again ladies. Absolutely fantastic. Sapna Shangrani, senior phase leader and career guidance counselor and also Suzanne Rodericks, head of early years both at Dubai Scholars. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so Sally. much, Sally. It's been fun. Pleasure. More to come right here on Life Beats. Keep it here Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.